with me tonight is Dr. Nagel, Omega, and Zero Burden. We have a really positive podcast for you, I swear. Uh, and we'll get right into, yeah, fuck that. Um, so what's going on in World of Warcraft? <laughs> Whole lot of nothing. They just dropped the pre-patch update. Um, the They were doing a lot of back-end work, about seven and a half hours of back-end work. Uh, the other day, the pre-patch... Massive patch that's coming. Yeah, the, the patch that's coming up is going to pretty much annihilate everything that um, people have grown accustomed to in patch 8.3.4. And it's going to set up and start the events of Shadowlands uh, proper. So, and then Shadowlands is scheduled to drop sometime between September and December. So, that whole game is getting a makeover, pretty much. Uh, essentially, yeah. All right. Good or bad? Do you think? Um, it's it's going to be good. Uh, everything that I've read, all of the reviews I've done uh, or I've looked at so far have been positive. Uh, the community seems to really like where Blizzard is going with, uh, with the whole thing. The only thing I am waiting on is my beta access key or my beta access to come through, which hopefully it'll either come through this week or next week. Um, and then I can start streaming that uh, almost immediately. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and Warframe, they got a big update too, or is it coming yet? Uh, oh, oh, no, yeah, the, the, um, there is an update that will be coming up for Warframe, uh, but it is not out quite yet. I don't even have what it is in front of me. There was a whole trailer on one of the uh, the live streams last week, but I didn't pay attention to it because I basically just open up Twitch and then turn the volume off on one of my other computers and then I just let the stream run so I can get the drop. Uh, all right. I, I guess since you guys really want to talk about uh, which one of these do we want to talk about? I don't really want to talk about that. I'm just engrossed in this article because this is this is kind of interesting. Uh, the U.S. Army, the United States Army has an esports team, in case people didn't know, because a lot of people don't know. And their esports team streams on Twitch. And uh, during one of their more recent events uh, on Twitch, they were streaming something. And as is traditional on Twitch, you have people coming along and trolling you. In this case, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a troll or not, but people started uh, directing the conversation more towards uh, war crimes committed by the U.S. Army. And, of course, you're on Twitch, so you have Twitch moderators. So chat moderators started deleting all these posts. And now I guess uh, they're facing a lawsuit for infringement on the First Amendment, which you may think sounds ridiculous because, hey, it's Twitch. They're a commercial platform. They're not bound to those regulations or anything. Apparently... The uh, earlier this year, Judge Mark Carney ruled that being muted in a game does not violate your constitutional rights because the First Amendment and its constitutional free speech guarantees restrict government actors, not private entities. So if it's Twitch doing this, fine. But the U.S. Army is a government actor because they're part of the federal government. So 
this is this is a first for me. I've never read anything like this before. It's I, that seems like it's in the same vein as when uh, there were reporters and such suing various members of the government uh, for blocking them on Twitter and such. There were, yeah, there was that uh, also as well, and uh, I believe the ruling there was that no, you can't block someone on Twitter uh, or Facebook or anything if you are a politician just because you don't like what they're saying. You're essentially excluding them from the conversation. Yeah, and that's a violation of the First Amendment right. Yeah, it was Trump uh, actually that was doing it. He uh, blocked people on Twitter, and it was decided Wait. that since he uses Twitter as uh, an official means of communication. Uh, yeah. He is unable to block people from his. So, in, in that yeah. same vein, we now have uh, a gaming and esports team on Twitch that is facing a, a similar situation. So, this is, I guess this is going to court. Well, uh, the latest update is that the army has uh, decided to put a pause on all streaming, all activity on the channel as they review the policies. And uh, take a look at everything I mean, that's going on. So yeah, who can blame them? There's, there's a kibosh and all that right now. But uh, it's just kind of an interesting conversation. Uh, aside from the actual, this actual scandal, just the notion of the army using video games essentially as a recruiting tool. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a whole another conversation. But as far as, uh, look, I didn't even know they had an esports team. I would probably check out their esports team. I mean, it seems like a fairly interesting concept, uh, but again, you know, I I'm of the same vein that they that almost borders into the them using Twitch as a recruitment tool, which I can kind of understand with it being you know 2020 and all. Let's use the current year argument. Um, but, you know, what can you do? I'm trying, to look into, I'm trying to look into what kind of games they play. It looks like League of Legends is one of them. Uh, COD with no soul. No surprise there. Uh, yeah, they, they play quite an array of games. This might actually be fun to watch. I'm too old. They'd never recruit me. <laughs> yeah, but they do... Uh... You know, the, one of the things that they, uh, I think where the issue was happening was when it was literally just a soldier playing video games while he was talking about his life in the army. Like, just he was, it was just kind of a, a chill stream uh, from what I understand. But uh, it's just interesting to see this kind of political issue. Being dragged into gaming. Being, yeah, seeping into gaming. Is there is nothing sacred anymore? <laughs> Hasn't been for a while. But yeah. Uh, so that's the most controversial thing that we've ever talked about on a podcast ever. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely positive. So let's go right into Ubisoft. <laughs> no, sorry. Let's, let's go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, let's go ahead and just break that record. Uh, <laughs> I I was wrong. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. Uh, as Ubisoft wrestles with allegations, I'm just going to read the title. As Ubisoft uh, wrestles with allegations of sexual uh, mixed 
of sexual and sexual misconduct. That's got to be a typo. Anyway, um, within their company, new report says multiple Assassin's Creed games have been scrapped or have scrapped or minimized female lead roles before their release, which, if true, is pretty fucking shitty. Because uh, there was it was when we were talking about Assassin's Creed a couple uh, podcasts ago, and the one I couldn't remember the name of was Assassin's Creed Liberation. That was a female lead. Took place in New Orleans. It was a shorter Assassin's Creed game. Actually, it was probably the shortest and the smallest one that they've ever released. I think I beat the whole thing in like ten hours. Um, but that was really engaging. Like that was that was a really super cool one because she had this mechanic where you could appear as a an assassin. You could go full assassin clothing. Or you could appear as a very upper-class woman who had an umbrella that shot poison darts, which was really fucking cool. So you're walking around in a pretty dress, which I always like to do. Or you could appear as a pauper slash slave, because this did take place in the uh, 1700s and, uh, or sorry, early 1800s uh, in the South, in New Orleans. So obviously slavery was a thing. So you had these three personas that you could switch between, and all of them had uh, perks and drawbacks. That was a great mechanic. Hmm. Introducing real-life mechanics into video games. Who'd have thought that would be a thing? Sorry. I know, right? It's yeah, what, uh, what do we want to say about this? I mean, there for a while, I know that... Um, there, there was actually a stream that I watched way back. I think it was right at the release of Assassin's Creed Three, and they were talking about. Uh, there was mention of the reason why they did not, uh, why they did not have female leads in their games, and I think it was BS. But one of the arguments that I heard was the mechanics behind um rendering with the with the level of rendering they did in some of their games at the time uh rendering hair longer hair which don't know why that was a thing because if i remember correctly the main character in assassin's creed 3 had long hair and boob and butt physics okay well that's just horseshit uh <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. What year did the Tomb Raider come out? What year did the Tomb Raider reboot come out? Uh, which oh, the reboot. Yeah, yeah. What was that? 2012. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Well, I'm guessing, because um, that had to have come out like right around the same time as Assassin's Creed Three, and I'm pretty sure they have a thing called hair FX in that game. 2013, to be exact. And uh, oh, what, we, uh, we, yeah, what year did um Assassin's Creed Three come out? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, twenty. It was also two thousand twelve. Yeah. yeah, October thirtieth, twenty twelve. So basically, within six months of each other, one of them had a female lead with full hair physics, and the other one couldn't do it because it was too hard okay look i never said it was a good reason and i also stated prior to my statement that it could have been bs so to to a devil's advocate here i will point out that ubisoft is absolute well ubisoft did a shit job 
with the control scheme and with the general game physics of Assassin's Creed 3 when it originally launched. So if I were gonna put a counter argument in there, I'd say they had enough problems without trying to figure out boob physics. On the other hand, how dare you not figure out boob physics? And you know, with these two games coming out in relatively short amount of time, it could be one of those situations where um, there's like two different sub studios of Ubisoft making two different products, and one of them was able to do the hair and boob or the hair physics at least, and the other one, for whatever reasons, technically along right. the way, they may have fucked something up in the engine, or you know, who knows. Uh, for for uh, the record, it's important to point out that uh, Tomb Raider is developed by Crystal Dynamics, which is Square Enix. Yeah, which is Square Enix. Uh, and Square Enix, uh, generally speaking, I mean, Jesus Christ, I had no idea there were so many Tomb Raider games. Oh, sorry, they've, yeah, they've, been, <laughs> they've, been, yeah, like, they've been pumping these out. 1996, 1997, 1998, 1999, 2000, 2001, 02, 03, and then 06, 7, 8, 10, 13, 14, 15, and 18. Why isn't there one this year? Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't come up with a story yet. Hey, hey, just in case the devs for Crystal Dynamics are listening to this, fix your shit. Oh, yeah, no, wait, the last one for 2018, that was uh, Eidos Montreal. Okay, so Eidos Montreal, if you're listening, fix your shit. Which, or Eidos, I don't the last game. <laughs> yeah, what, Zero, what is wrong with the last game? What do you mean? You say fix, their, fix your shit, why? Well, no, they, they haven't put out a game in two years, they need to fix it. Uh, oh, gotcha. Fix your shit. It's true, yeah. We're used to, we're, uh, we're used for to a new Tomb Raider We are game. used to I'm, a schedule now. You cannot break the schedule. I'm I'm okay with this, though, because I, I will say this. The last three Tomb Raider games have all been rather excellent, and they have all been rather excellent from day one. Like, oh, no, they don't need, like, day one patches or anything? Yeah. How much, like, how much DLC is there? There isn't. That's, like, the other thing. Like, there isn't a whole shitload of deals. There's no, like, a whole lot of microtransactions. Like, you buy a game, you get a fucking story, and, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, there was some DLC, I think, with the last one. They added, like, challenge tombs where you could co-op with somebody, and basically, like, it's a puzzle you to get out of the tomb. Um, it's a puzzle tomb. That was it. Uh, wait, but the story wait, was so great. you could say that you raided a tomb? Uh, I was going to yeah. say, I the way you said... It's a puzzle. It's a tomb. It's a puzzle tomb. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. I just wanted to say that. I, it, it, it really is. I mean, some of them are so fucking lame and so stupid and so annoying to figure out that you just want to shoot the game by the time you're done. And then you're like, you know, that was so stupid. Why didn't I figure that out in the first five seconds? And then you hate yourself for not figuring out fast enough. So congratulations for making me feel like an idiot, Crystal Dynamics, and keep it up. I'm looking forward Brilliant. to the next game. Brilliant. Yep, yep. So I, I still have to say the original Tomb Raider, some of the puzzles in the original Tomb Raider game were absolutely amazing and also thoroughly infuriating. How many times did you die to the tiger in the Tomb Raider 2 demo? Oh, dude, uh, no. <laughs> I think I broke the disc. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> fair assumption fair assumption uh yeah so um oh you want to go on to gta and red dead 
Why not? Yeah, the clown protests worked. The what? What? The clown protests worked. In Red Dead, I think we talked about this on a podcast. In Red Dead, all kinds of people were dressed up their characters like clowns and various different types of clowns as a protest to the lack of updated content, like uh, the lack of content updates. Like people were literally dressing their characters in Red Dead Online as clowns. That's amazing. And that was their protest uh, against Rockstar's lack of uh, new content. And uh, the clown protest worked. Now Red Dead and uh, GTA have uh, updates in the pipeline. That's pretty exciting. Downtown clown frown. Downtown clown frown. (laughs) How long have you been waiting to say that? Uh, when did that episode come out? Like 2001? It's a long time ago. Reference from a TV show that nobody watched called Aqua Teen. I definitely did not watch it. I did. I don't remember that episode, but I did. The Wisdom Cube. Nah. Okay, the, the, the Grateful Dead kid over here says Does, remembers the show. Doesn't remember <laughs> something. Yeah, there there's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not shocked at all, man. Not shocked at all. Oh, really? Now, yeah. First of all, you're welcome. Second, kiss my ass. <laughs> well, I would, but you might enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Red Dead, yeah, fuck that game. Um, never got into it. Just couldn't do it. Although riding a horse in The Witcher was fun for a minute. For a hot second. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, the game was really pretty. I had to see what Siri had, you know, looked like, and that was fun, and I haven't touched it since. Now I've gotten into No Man's Sky for some reason, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> now let's I mean, talk game... about a game that was busted from the beginning. Like, see, no, as a single-player game, it's a great game. It's just busted when you try to play it as a co-op game. Um, but but it's a the exact game. type of game that is better co-op. It's oh, I totally agree. You want to be like flopping around the universe with a buddy. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. Space is big. Yeah, I mean, I was... uh, space is big. You need a friend. Yeah, uh, it's hard out there. Take a Wookie. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Oh my god! I have a T-shirt get, that says "Get that. out!" Somebody kick him out of the podcast. <laughs> no, that was a good one. I didn't get acceptable. Uh, okay, so obviously we have some hardware news too. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, the RTX 3080 is coming. It's apparently 20% faster than 2080 Ti. That's good news. And apparently there's a new AMD Big Navi enthusiast card rumored um guessing that's another version of the vega uh, that was really really interesting that there are uh you know most most products have a, a code name while they're being developed so I th- uh, and it came out that this one was uh, the official name was big navi i thought it was really interesting that their original code name for it was big pp nice <laughs> uh wonder why did they get switched i mean that was so much better so should have said that way i don't know yeah it should have shipped that way i would have i would have paid i would have paid good money to see them put that on the box 
They have big PB card. <laughs> As I predict that's gonna in the vein of idiocracy, I predict that's just how most branding for PC gaming is gonna start to go. It, we're just gonna call it like you know, uh, you know the the latest gaming processor is just gonna be called yeah big dick. So like, did you get the big dick processor? No, dude. I got the bigger dick processor. Can't wait till next month when the huge cock one comes out. And the bright side, the horse cock one's just around the corner. You looking forward to that huge cock, bro? <laughs> oh god, the conversations and the memes will be never ending. <laughs> At that point, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm just predicting everyone gets slowly, slowly more stupid. So memes just turn into you know like pictures of boobs, just pornography. Yeah, memes yeah. are just going to be pornography. No, it's not even going to be porn anymore. It'll just be commonplace. Right. Yeah. It's like that big. I I always remember the um the freaking. Uh, the billboard in Idiocracy where the guy's just smoking is like, if you don't smoke this brand of cigarettes, fuck you. And that's the advertisement. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what we're headed for. Well, no, and, and then the outtakes from Talladega Nights. If you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. <laughs> yep, which I, which I secretly hope was a reference to Idiocracy. Yeah. Because Will Ferrell's a smart guy, as is, uh, I can never remember uh, Dr. Steve Brule's name. Um, John C. Riley. Thank you. Yes, it is the most, it's the simplest name in the world to remember, which is why I can't remember it. Yeah. Yep. It Full is. stop. Yeah. Full stop. And stream broke. Uh, well, I mean, you did uh, mention fucking John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. I mean, what did you expect was going to happen? Hilarity? I have no idea. Well, is that Omega? <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it's cool that uh, you know the battle continues. Both sides oh, are oh, yeah. releasing, or you know, both sides are lining up to release their big new plaything, which will eventually be made cheaper and more efficient and more cost-effective for the next generation for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, it's great that uh, AMD is in there again, and uh, Intel has a competitor, and the graphics industry has a competitor uh, again. And yeah, I'm I'm all for it because generally speaking, the in in that sort of a situation, the consumer wins. Yeah, when's uh, Intel's new card is supposed to come out? Like next year or something, isn't it? Intel's new card, the GTX, yeah, uh, yeah the GTX four forty one forty one thousand, uh, big balls. Yes, that one. No, I don't think it has a code name yet. I just know they have a they're releasing a GPU. The gigantic testicles. Mammoth that be, Nards. That'd be a good code name for them. Because <laughs> they're probably going to suck. <laughs> Graphics cards named after balls. Processors are named after dicks. Uh, what do we got? What else is important? What, RAM after tits or what? I mean, yeah, sorry. ram after boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have eight sticks of boobs. 
Oh man. Yep. Oh, this went downhill fast. What else we got? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. What was it about? So the RTX uh, 3080 is allegedly 20% faster than the 2080 Ti. Is that yeah. what they're uh, they're banking on? Is people believing that they're faster and and worth it and worth the several thousand dollars? Yeah, well, yes. that's what they're saying right now. I mean, these these type of cards are never going to be made for the likes of us. These are, you know, major enthusiast cards that uh, only people with a lot of playing around money are going to get their hands on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like by the time the 3080 comes around... Yeah, exactly. By the time that the the 3080 comes out, I'll probably be buying uh, a 1080 Ti or something like that, and that'll serve me well for the next 10 years. Pretty much. There are no games so far that actually require an RTX 2080. Is that correct still? I don't think that'll be the case for a long time. They were talking about, I remember last year, uh, or no, a couple of years ago when the uh, 2080s released, they were talking about some games. There were three on the list that would support ray tracing, which is the whole deal with the 2080 Ti, as everybody knows. Um, but I don't think that there are any games still that would require it because ray tracing is a part of their game, or they're so the the software is just so bloated or cumbersome that it requires that kind of horsepower. The thing here is exactly what Omega said. These are for tech enthusiasts or people who have a lot of money to blow or people who have tiny PP and want to make you think they have big PP. And you don't actually need a car like card like this. I'm still running a GTX 770 or twin uh, 770s from like years ago. I can run any game modern and I can do it on ultra settings or high settings or whatever the fuck I want. And it's not an issue. Um, eventually, I'll upgrade to 1080 Ti just because I, I have small PP. I want bigger PP. I mean, that at is, least you're honest about it. I, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a giant e penis measuring game. Continuing in our downhill slope. Yeah, I mean the 57 I, uh, XT or whatever that I got is, I mean, cost me 400 bucks and plays everything out on the market. And yeah, I think what the t it's comparable to like the 2070 or something and yeah that's about the same price like <clears throat> those cards will be good enough for quite some time yet yeah i think yeah. we are getting to a point where the hardware is quickly outpacing the current state of game development i mean the the stuff that i've seen so I far totally that's agree. really that's really pushing the top level cards are really just graphics demonstrations you know complicated rendering stuff like that I, I haven't seen a game engine yet that's truly harnessing the power that's available it's it's now now what we're doing is is we're getting absurdly high frame rates on games that look beautiful when we're not actually getting into the real crunch of what these cards can do well, and it's it's also to a point, you know, of course, I'm I'm new to the whole PC thing. So, you know, I literally just called a friend of mine and said, hey, um, yeah, this is what I want to be able to play. And he said, OK, 
I'll do it for this much, and I did it. So, it's one of those things where I look at it as the human eye can only see but so much, so many frames per second, can only translate but so many frames per second. It makes Just also see so much quality. Yeah, it, it's there's no point in going higher than that, in my opinion. Well, now we're getting back to the EPIN measuring contest. FPS yeah. is, uh, yeah. I mean, for enthusiasts, I, that's how they measure their their EPS. Yeah. I mean, in reality, I think you know zero is probably right. I mean, anything probably over 120 frames per second at you know, 2K is, you know, what is really the difference between 2K and 4K? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a whole lot of pixels, but in reality, it's, you can't really tell the difference. The, the biggest difference, I think, with um, 4K, or at least that I've noticed, because, of course, my father is one of those that has to have the newest TV ever, whenever it comes out. And yeah, he went and bought a 4K TV when they first came out. And the the only real difference that I can tell in between what he had before and the 4K is the fact that I can see the 4K from multiple angles. Whereas with his TV that didn't that was just 1080. I couldn't see it if I was standing kind of off to the side a good ways. But with the 4K, I can actually see it a little clearer when standing off to the side. That's pretty much it. So there's an interesting article that was put out by, of all people, LASIK uh, a while ago, which uh, addressed the question, can the human eye see in 8K? And the it seems like a very straightforward question. It isn't. Uh, there are a number of factors that you have to think about with the human eye. First of all, 8K is a resolution. Eyes don't have pixels, so they don't see in resolution. There's the amount, there's like the uh, field of vision that you have, which should be about 180 degrees from uh, one side to the other. And there's the, uh, you know, up, down, horizon, all the rest of that. And there's the distance at which you're viewing a screen. So we are 4K, I mean, from six to ten feet away yeah 4k is pretty much kind of perfect vision if you get into 8k you can enlarge your screen you can keep that perfect vision so what we're talking about right now is just making screens bigger uh we're not as far as resolution clarity or yeah sit farther back make your screens bigger if you like <laughs> i do this all the time especially because i've been playing anno recently there are these quests they give you to like there are four people in your city of blah 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 go find them so yeah my face gets closer to the monitor and i zoom in as far as i can while i'm looking for these little fuckers um that sort of thing might be where 8k or 16 whatever we come up with whatever absurd thing we come up with next uh where that goes but the human it's eye a in 6G. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what we need. I will not rest. Until I have, we don't, a even have five, we don't even have 5G yet, but but 6G is the next thing. Like that that will be the next thing. I just 6G wait. is next thing. T-Mobile or AT&T will announce it. I just just wait. One of those two will announce it. 6G will be the best content delivery system ever. Not only will it make you gay, it will also spread disease. It has the two in one. That is the future, people. 
two-in-one. It will also enlarge your penis. Everything in the future will enlarge your pee-pee. <laughs> you know. Guaranteed. Wheelbarrow sales will be through the roof. <laughs> People will have to buy two hammocks instead of one. Wonder if that means banana hammocks will go out of style. Never. Banana hammocks will become watermelon hammocks. <laughs> uh speaking of watermelons. Uh Sony's giving away shit. That's oh, PS Plus credit? How does that Nobody pertain cares. how does that pertain yeah. to That was that was an amazing transition. That was, it was. I mean it, it there was no linkage at all, but it was great. It it it, it don't matter. None of this matters. I mean, it's PlayStation, so of course it doesn't matter. I mean, oh. yeah, it's just a cool gesture. They're giving away uh, yeah. ten bucks or off a quint uh, for the tenth anniversary of uh, PlayStation Plus. It's like a free game or something. Yeah, so they're giving like uh, PlayStation Plus store credit to uh, all the members. Which is nice. I mean, that's a nice thought. It is a nice gesture. Good for you, Sony. You're basically fucking everything else up, but this was a good idea. Yeah. Um, in other really good news, uh, Halo Infinite will have split-screen co-op at launch and four-person online co-op. I think we've discussed this on a previous podcast, but um, did we or did or was there or was there not a discussion of couch co-op being a thing of the past because of the Internet? Uh, oh, yeah, you did. Talking about it and about how some of us wanted to come back because, yes. I miss those days. Those That was fun. Plus, with kids, it's just so much more fun to be able to play on the same screen. And, I mean, I grew up playing Nintendo with my dad. Like, those are some and great that, memories. That's actually, that's a good a good point or a good thing to, to bring up. Yeah, couch co-op has sort of gone the way of the dinosaur because we have internet and all the rest of that. I can be in Massachusetts and Omega can be in New York and we can play games together. But for family gaming, yeah, couch co-op is pretty goddamn important because you don't want to be in different rooms of your house playing with people, you know, over voice over IP. You just be in the same room. It's a totally different experience. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the online gaming because, uh, you know, I do get to keep in contact with my kids when they're not with me because, you know, we do do the whole online gaming thing and I have that all set sure. up yeah. and stuff. So that part's cool. But at the same time, like, some of my greatest gaming memories are of sitting on my couch in my living room with my dad and playing Nintendo with my dad, like, right by my side. Well, the solution the solution uh seems very clear to me and it's very capitalistic what you need to do is you need to buy multiple tvs buy two tvs put them side by side and then uh, use the multiplayer network connection uh and and play that way that's that's the simple couch co-op mechanic that we need everyone just needs to buy two of everything when i was in college and would uh, go 
summer or whatever other breaks, me and my friends from high school would get together in a group of about eight of us, uh, between uh, six and eight of us. And we uh, would go to one dude's house where he had two TVs set up, one upstairs, one in the basement. To get, and our uh, one living room, one in the basement, and we'd have we'd do four versus four Halo uh, set up over land. Land parties. Four versus shit. four. Four versus four split screen on two TVs. So it was pretty fucking epic. And this was, oh, you know, this was right before, you know, online gaming really blew up. If anyone was gaming in like 1998 to 2004, yeah, LAN parties. Fuck. I, I went to a bunch of LAN parties in high school. It's how the original, it's how you did a lot of, that's how Dota got started when they came out with that, uh, with that patch for, or when that company developed, or those three guys developed the patch that was, ended up becoming what Dota was in Warcraft 3. It was a LAN party thing. Christ, Omega and I were doing LAN parties in college with uh, Diablo 2. Worry? Those were the days. Yeah, we did not connect. We didn't uh, host a public game or anything like that. Uh, Diablo 2 used to have, like, solo player, oh, LAN right. playing. Yeah, well, the same thing we did over Stemania. We would play over the school's network. Yeah, same thing we did with Stemania. That's right. Yeah, we don't talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. There was once this game that Doc and I played. And it's oh, basically Christ. DDR on your fingers, on, on your computer keyboard. And in college, we used to smoke a lot of weed and get really stoned and play that game for hours. Yes, we did. A lot of good music. A lot of good music. Way yeah. better at it than I was. Yeah, haven't done that for a long time. Nope. I think I have still... it installed for a couple computers now. <laughs> I've got. I, I have it installed. I have a tome with uh, with all the stuff on it. But I actually uh, checked out the community a couple of years ago. The uh, Stemini community still exists. I'm happy to say that it is as toxic as ever. Their Discord is just pure vitriol, and the, all the forums are just oh my god, uh, 15, 16, 17 year olds just who hate everything and everyone. It's exactly what I remember it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. That was such a fucking toxic community. Oh, <clears throat> well. Speaking of toxic, I know your your toxic love for this company. Um, so I added another one on here, and I it, we don't really have to talk about it, but this one's just for you, Doctor Nagel. Ten cent. There you go. They they are doing something with Tesla, and they have unveiled a purple wrapped Model Three and Model X as a massive video game marketing campaign in China. Well, Elon Musk, didn't he say he was looking for oh. people to develop video games for the Tesla? I mean, dude, these cars are ugly. Like, <laughs> I mean, the regular Model 3 and Model X, like, they're not horrible looking cars, but these purple ones are, I don't know, they're just, know, they're definitely eye-catching. Tencent bought some Teslas, who gives a shit? Tencent is uh, a significant shareholder of Tesla. Uh, that makes way more sense now. Not surprised. Oh, they're going to be in 
vehicles in China's version of PUBG called Game of Peace. <laughs> I, I'm assuming something there is lost in translation. <laughs> yeah, but I'm assuming that's a Chinese title that we will never know anything about. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. You gotta speculate on it. Come on, let's let's hear them. Um, I am imagining that it is some sort of video game that's completely in line with the uh, uh, censorship and the regime that is going on in China right now, and it has nothing to do with any video game titles that we play. <laughs> because so what you're saying is everybody runs around in a Winnie the Pooh suit, <laughs> and we're banned oh, in China. Oh, <laughs> banned in China. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good job. You just alienated you just alienated like one one person. Um no one an entire market. Yeah, that's it. That's that's a whole market. And unfortunately the Chinese people have uh, nothing to say about that. <laughs> so the uh propaganda department in Shanghai is uh is making goddamn sure that our anti-communist rhetoric never makes it to the, the ears of their sensitive population. Very sensitive. Whether I mean, or not the population has a say in it or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for Tencent. Sons yep. of bitches. Yeah, I know why you brought that up. I haven't heard any new news about uh, acquisition of uh, Wei or Layu properties, uh, Layu holdings, I should say. But uh, last check, last it's... last check in. Oh, is that actually official now? Did they buy them? Well, no, they're like they've taken them private for six months, and um, and then at that point, um, they go into official talk. So nothing will happen for it's like six months or whatever. Um, but they're apparently private now. They're no longer a publicly traded company. Hmm. <clears throat> because they're going um, into talks with Tencent. And this is apparent. I it was the article. I didn't quite understand it. But it seemed like this was part of their process over there. Like they were taking them private so they could talk about the deal and then go from there. Something tells me that the article went something like blah blah communism blah blah it's gonna ruin Warframe blah blah communism. I don't think they actually I used the word communism. I think it was a you know, different word. Th th um, a thinly veiled version of communism? Yes. Yes, very thinly. But it was veiled, for sure. I mean, I could see through it. It, you know... It's like those giant crochet masks that you see people wearing. It's that kind of veil. Yep. Yo, you guys haven't seen those? Anyway. Um, no, I have. They're kind of hilarious. Um, um, who do you think is protecting? We won't get into it. Yeah, we won't. We won't get into it. It's yeah, it's stupid. It's, uh, yeah, um, that, that that's a great idea. Just put a you know stable gun, a paper towel to your face. That actually will. That do would more. be a better idea. That would be a better idea. It would be way more enjoyable for me to watch. I'm not better yet. Yeah, just just duct tape your mouth and nose shut. That'll work. So okay, so just so just so we're clear, Gunslinger Gaming does not at all condone <laughs> the ideas of Gobi saying to staple a or for anybody saying to staple a paper towel to your face or to glue your nose and mouth shut. 
I am advocating for you to staple a paper towel to the face of people who are too dumb to put a mask on. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Good. Good compromise there. I like I like where we landed. <laughs> yeah. Solid solid compromise. Uh yeah. Oh, Nintendo. Nintendo's back in the news because they can't keep their pants on. Dude, oh, wait, that's Yeah, that's, right. yeah <laughs> this is pretty There's good. A massive leak up to two terabytes of source files from uh, Nintendo 64 games. In, and uh, I believe NES games uh, on one article mentioned that as well. Uh, so it's it's just so cool that there's like they discovered that there's a uh, there was a fully uh, completed 3D model of Luigi in Mario 64 that never got used, and uh, but they found like the actual model, and uh, I, don't know, I just think that that's it's like really cool that this piece of gaming history has been uncovered for uh, everyone to see. After being hidden for so long. Yeah. Income, the cease and desist, and all those fun things. Thank you guys getting my fucking Twitch channel <laughs> shut down. I appreciate that. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just move you over to Pornhub. Nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, everything else going to be over there anyway. Um, dude, didn't Twitch, like, just ban somebody else, too? Um, did they give a reason this time? zero or something you're gonna have to be more specific i mean we like we they ban people every single day there's twitch is still in the middle of a giant crackdown over allegations of sexual misconduct and people violating tos i think that's what it was he was like the biggest um it was a nintendo game uh smash brothers something zero yeah uh i heard about that as well yeah been getting taken out i think somebody in the league community is really uh got taken out recently but i don't remember who because i don't follow league at all yeah well zero i think got hit because of that whole sexual bullshit um he apparently admitted to sending suggestive messages to minors um okay just oh. as a note when when they say zero they don't mean me <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know that is accurate yeah, yeah. Well, what's really funny is that... you're aware What's really funny is there's another streamer out there who's relatively big who's also whose name is also a variation on Zero, and like he's been catching flack because of it, and people are like on Reddit and shit are like, no, it's not actually that Zero. It's starting to get a little bit of a thing. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I could. See, I mean, that's a pretty popular screen tag too. Please direct all hate mail to Gobi. That's Gobi forty two. So make sure you direct all <laughs> hate mail directly to him. Gobi42 at gunslingergaming.com. Or Gobi42, yeah, we won't go there. That is a real email address. <laughs> it is a real email address, and you can send shit there all you want. And, um, well, we'll let the black hole tell them how it is. Gobi is the only one that pays attention to his email, his uh, administrator email domain, and that's how much he pays attention to it. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a roundtable. We have everything else covered. Oh, we didn't. Um, super hot mind control. That's 
this is kind of one of those. Mm, you know, is this I, like I have, a, a wait, pamphlet? Did, Can I buy a pamphlet and learn how to do this, or is this something else? It, it, wait, it is something I else, think... but it's it's one of those things. I have actually looked into the underlying game of the super hot quote series, and that shit gets weird. Very. <laughs> I've played it a few times. Uh, it is a goofy game. Wait, is that the one where you can't stop moving? No, it's the one where you can freeze time. Yeah, oh. it's it's like it, you can freeze time and you have to um, you know, take out targets and all this stuff and it's just it's wild. The underlying story, if you have not and and, and you don't foresee yourself ever playing the game, um Matt Pat over on Game Theory on YouTube did a great breakdown of the story and it is just it is the wildest shit that I have ever come across so it actually forces you to wait to replay the game after you've beaten it that is yeah. interesting so when you finish the game and and they, they've said that like it, it's the type of game where when you get to that end point they're like are you sure you want to continue? You'll be finishing the game. You know, that type of thing, like a lot of uh, games are known to do. Um, and it, uh, when you finish it, the game has to sit idle for like two hours before it progresses. And, are they, like, are they mining Bitcoin? <laughs> they say that uh, they, they want the player to reflect on what has just happened. And uh, their their original idea was for it to take 24 hours. That's ridiculous. Uh, and But then they were like, oh no, people's systems would go idle and they found out that it was like causing corrupted saves or whatever, so they just made it two hours. And yeah. They're they're making they're making a point, I, I guess is is kind of what it is. Um, it's just interesting. It is that. We'll give the that. general consensus seems to be that it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, a lot of players are pissed off, but like a lot of people are pissed off, and but they say it's a part of their artistic vision. Gameplay mechanic, you know, like falling through the map gameplay mechanic yeah honestly i'm i'm like i might not be a fan of it but i i'm not gonna hate on them for trying something weird it's a feature yeah <laughs> this is this at least isn't like you know that a, a cool way to add in microtransactions and trying to lie to players and tell them it's for their own benefit nobody has ever done that what are you talking about I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> no. We believe the surprise mechanics really enhance gameplay. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> uh, so anybody listening to the live stream, uh, I want to give a shout out quick to uh, Slammer74. Uh, he put out a Warzone video. If you haven't played Call of Duty Warzone, just go watch his video. I guarantee you'll laugh. Uh, but yeah, throw him a like and subscribe. All that fun shit. Uh, but it was fucking hilarious. Not gonna lie. Um, 
It was the best break I had at work. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I have not watched it yet, but planned on it. But uh, I will say, uh, for anybody who plays Civ Six, um, one of the one of the admins, one of the mods, uh, Leetness posted a video, and <laughs> it was how to beat Civ Six without ever building a city. Dude, that was fucking crazy. And I watched that shit in full while I or listened to it while I was working, and I'm sitting here going, "This guy is a madman." He is actually going to do this. And I just sat there and just with my jaw on the on the desk going, what? There, this isn't going to work. There's no way that you can do this without building a city. Well, as Omega pointed out, a dude on Reddit had done it previously and posted how to do it. So I I had no doubts that he would be able to achieve it. Plus, he went through the trouble of making a YouTube video about it. So that's kind of a dead giveaway. But yeah, that's... This guy, uh, the YouTuber uh, who, who posted the video is called The Spiffing Brit, and he's done a couple other game-breaking mechanics for Civ 6. He, he brought to light, he popularized one exploit that had been there since launch that I think they only just got around to patching a month or so ago, where uh, basically how it works, uh, you, you want to be Russia, so that you start off in the Tundra area. You want to rush, uh, religion so that you can put down, you know, your holy site. And then you want to pick a pantheon that gives you plus science for every Tundra tile. When you pick your pantheon, there was a bug in the game where if you clicked the pantheon and hit the escape key at the same time, the pantheon would apply itself but the screen would go away and you could open it again. So obviously you can keep on picking the same Pantheon and it would stack on top of itself. That's how Russia used to be able to get 500, 1,000, 2,000, however much science per turn that you wanted. And that was in there forever. The Spiffing Brit was was the guy who made a video about that and probably got the dev's attention, but it's for yeah. the best because that, that kind of was an exploit. I recommend everybody check out his channel uh, if you enjoy uh, humorous video game, uh, video game videos. He takes games and just finds a mechanic that he can abuse to some horrible, twisted extent. And uh, yeah, it's kind of amazing some of the stuff that he's able to do in some of these games. And this is this the the Civ is just one example. Um, and he's done it with a bunch of different sibs, as Doc was talking about, but he, he does a ton of different games. Um, it is so there, Omega and I, Omega and I are, are really big into this. Uh, uh, so there's one guy, Let's Game It Out, Josh from Let's Game It Out, and the Spiffing Brit are two great examples of people who find game-breaking mechanics and just take them to the extreme. I'm a big fan of playing games the way I want to play them, not how they were meant to be played. But I don't think Omega and I are, I are you know, particularly interested in cheating. So we just sort of find these things in games and we try to do the same things. Because half of me wants to break the game. The other half just wants to see, uh, did the devs already think of this? Am I supposed to be able to do this? And if not, it's I just find it really funny and I take it as far as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. so that's that's how thunderdome came about in the prison architect mm -hmm. pretty sure you weren't be, uh, supposed to be able to make prisoners fight each other in a big pit but i figured out how to do it i know you and i have both pretty much uh 
pushed RimWorld to its brink in various different ways. Oh my god, yeah. We've taken different approaches, but you and I have both put that game through its paces. The one thing that I always wanted to do in RimWorld that I never actually got around to doing was creating a psychopath cannibal colony that uh, welcomed in merchants and then murdered them and then ate them. Oh, yeah. No, those are fun. I, I've done... Uh, I, I did a colony that I, I based around Reavers um, from Firefly. Firefly. Like, their entire ethos was you kill and eat everyone that you come across. Uh, the only people who wouldn't be eaten were the occasional uh, person who would actually join automatically. Because um, like, that's an event that happens in the game, just somebody new joins the colony. Um, so they wouldn't get eaten because they'd become a colony member immediately. But uh, anybody that we captured in a raid, anybody that, you know, any traitors that came by, we just annihilated them. Everybody hated us. All the factions were very much against us. But uh, it was glorious until we got wiped out. Cannibalism and psychopathy as a way of life. Well, in, in RimWorld, there's a, a mechanic where you can basically set uh, what attributes you want colonists to have. So you can sure. start your entire colony with psychopath cannibals. And, yeah, pre uh, uh, prepare carefully. Yeah, well, no, no, no. It's it's one of the base features of the game. There's a uh, a scenario builder. Oh, gotcha. So you made a scenario. Yeah, you can force traits as one of the scenarios. So you basically started as a normal game, except every... Yeah, except for everything. Nothing cannibal. Something like... Killing Jesus. people. RimWorld's a dark game. It can be a dark game. It it can be a dark game, yes. It can also be a prison, game. Game. <laughs> prison Architect can be a dark game. <laughs> Minecraft can be a dark game. I've also done the full Scarface run in RimWorld, where all we did was we just produced drugs and sold drugs and used drug money to buy everything we needed, and the whole game was ran on drugs. And it was amazing all of my workers were always on drugs like everybody was doing coke well the rim world equivalent of coke uh which super increases productivity and causes the occasional heart attack uh but you Especially know real life increases paranoia doubles violence yeah again <laughs> so real life it's great. I mean, as far as a simulator, yeah, we could talk about RimWorld until the cows come home. Because, yeah, it is. there's a lot to do in that game. Yeah, maybe it's time for me to boot up another game of RimWorld. Who knows? Yeah, I actually been thinking about that the other day. That's why I'm kind of waxing poetic about it a little bit right now. I was thinking about booting that up and giving it another spin. Cause it's been a while. There's probably some new mods out. Uh, yeah, there definitely. there's also updates uh, to the core game itself. You can do the royalty update now. Yeah, and I never did that when it dropped, and I've got a, a couple extra bucks in my bank account at the moment, so I might pick that up and finally get into that. Uh, it's free, isn't it? The royalty yeah. update was a core update, wasn't it? No, 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 it's a paid update. Fuck, okay, alright. Still worth it. Yeah. I, I haven't got it, just because I haven't been playing RimWorld much lately. But, uh... Oh, jeez. I mean... 
I have 996 hours in RimWorld. Uh, another four to hit that 1,000. You know, how difficult could that be? Let's see, where am I uh, It could be very difficult for somebody that isn't you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I tend to... Uh, I, I take the city builders slash uh, management games pretty much to the extreme. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Just those, right? Only those. No, pretty much just those. I mean, what's Warframe? Well, Warframe isn't, uh, isn't either of those, is it really? Yeah, okay. Point taken. Point. All right. Good point. I mean, you just, you just play Warframe. Your Warframe yeah. regimen is like a standard regimen for playing Warframe. What you yeah, do play with my... city builders and what you do with those type of, and like management sins and stuff like that, what you do in those games is borderline obscene. <laughs> borderline i don't, I don't know, know i'm not sure you understand yeah. what the word obscene means no no he, he does and uh yeah i posted some Border, screenshot borderline no you're past it you're like over the edge at the point like saying you're borderline no man you're you're gone peace out I mean, that's the if you make a game like Cities Skylines and you make it as moddable as it is, and you give me a computer with as much horsepower as I have, yeah, I'm I'm really gonna go to town in that. I, I think I wait. I told Zero. I I said this to somebody. And yeah, I I really enjoy model trains. I love building little cities and model trains. I just don't have enough space in my basement to do that, so I do these games instead. You, that was me. And I remember that because then we got on a conversation about model trains. Oh, yeah, about Lionel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, train. Good time. So, there you go. There's our round table. Everybody likes trains. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, in, not? In, what, in one way or another, everybody does love trains. Um, I, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Glad the Linus could join us tonight. Linus, how you doing? Nothing from him. I would put my penis in it. Oh, oh, well, oh, there okay. he goes. That that falls right into the line with trains. There you go. It can. Yes, yes, it can. Smart man, Linus. You ever have a train run on you before? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You can tell we're done with the podcast because I start playing with the soundboard. <laughs> yep, all right. Uh, Y'all have a good night. Uh, thanks for joining. And if you didn't, fuck off. Peace. Aww. Aww. Peace. Penis, penis.